Hello there and happy Halloween, darlings. I am your host uh, with the most. Oh, God, that one's terrible. Cut that one, John. That's fucking awful. Cut. <clears throat> happy Halloween, darlings. Welcome to Two Geeks Talk Movies. And I am your host, John, the queer that brings the fear. And with me is my co-host with the most, Joanne. Hey. Hey, God, that intro was so bad. You can tell I have nothing written down. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight is our Halloween special on nothing particular, but no movie in particular that is. But we're going to talk about our Halloween favourites, the things we like to do during the uh, the quote-unquote holiday and Ooh. stuff like that. Also, maybe tell a few ghost stories and such. So where do you want to start? Um... Why don't we just, why don't we start with our favourite thing about Halloween, what we like to do on it, or any Halloween tradition we had or still do? Oh my god, okay then, okay then. Well, I'll let you go first for a change. Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) me and my big mouth. Um, (laughs) Anything, any Halloween, well actually as I mentioned in our last podcast, one at one thing that I do that kind of became my Halloween tradition and it wasn't meant to be, it's just kind of fallen into it, is that for the whole month of October I watched my favourite Halloween movie which was Hocus Pocus uh, and I randomly fell into doing, I don't know how it started, I don't know why it started, they just you know, something I like to do um, I also decorate my my full front garden for the whole of Hall the whole of um October from about the end of September. My Halloween decorations are up a hell of a lot longer than my Christmas decoration. Um so yeah. What about you? If you get any weird quirks oh, you do? Oh, of course I do. Chris I've got mm. Halloween decorations up from six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. And I'm not kidding you actually I'm sitting looking at them right now. So hmm. um Right, well, as you well know, my Halloween tradition is to watch horror movies or mm. terrible B to Z movies and yeah. on Halloween night itself. Start it at about midnight and finish it at Goddard's Day in the morning and just eat a shit, shit ton of crap and have my Halloween punch, which is strong enough to kill a small donkey. <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, you've had a few of these things. And <laughs> I've had a few and I needed a chest wax after one of them. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, if you think my mm. uh, Halloween punch is bad, my boy, uh, my, my boyfriend's, my boyfriend's <laughs> one is even worse. I swear to God, I went blind one Halloween. So yeah, that, that's what I do. I find the worst of the worst movies I can find and watch yeah. these suckers. Yeah, because uh, I've sat through a, I've sat through a few um, Halloween all night. <laughs> Apart from the punch, they were really good. Yeah, but yeah, like you say, it starts at midnight, and yeah, you're still there at the crack of dawn. Still there when your boyfriend at work. Like, bye. Yes, fuck off. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Yeah, that's that's that. so that was addition. I started up way back in when I was eighteen. Mm. I started that, so it's been gone for a good chunk, <laughs> you know. Um, a, good, a good couple of years anyway, we'll just yeah. say that, yeah. 
I mean, my local cinema, which was the Orient Cinema, um, used to have these all-nighter horror athons or Halloween all-nighters. Mm-hmm. And they would show upwards of six movies over the whole night. It would start at midnight and finish at like eight, eight thirty in the morning. So I used to go to the Halloween nighters, then I realised they started doing uh, horror athons. And okay, then so I was watching these, sh- these shitty movies at like two, three, four in the morning. <laughs> uh, and ever since that audience shut down on Renfield Street, as I. Mm. Uh, I think it was our, our Glaswegian Falls. Yay! Um, that shut down in what, 2003, 4? Yeah. And ever since then, I've doing it in my house. So, ah. so yeah. So that's how yeah. it came to be in your house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. yeah. I mean, but the other just I used to have was go to McDonald's after these Halloween nighters and get like pancakes. But that's kind of stopped because I'm told for pancakes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and McDonald's says rank. No offense no, to no any listeners that work there. Um, mm, you know, there's a uh, bunch of other fast food restaurants out there, but they'll have that one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like I said, that was a tradition I started way back in 2001, I think it was. Come back from this all nighter thing and pop into McDonald's and grab their pancakes and coffee and then uh, jump on the underground and go back home and, and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, these whole nighters introduced me to so many movies. It was ridiculous. Mm. I found Vincent Price movies, uh, such as um, Theatre of Blood, which is a ridiculous 1973 movie where wow. he plays a Shakespeare actor who gets pissed off that he didn't win um, uh, some sort of Shakespeare award. Um, so he takes revenge on all his critics and kills them in weird and wonderful ways. Wow. All based on Shakespeare plays, such, such as A Pound of Flesh, which I can't remember if that should be off the top of my head. Version of Venice, I think it was. Um, nice. And Eating the Children. Nice. Which basically, there's a, one of the, there's a camp fat um, uh, theatre critic, and he has these two dogs, and he calls them their children, so he feeds them uh, in a pie, and it is so bad. It is genius. Wow. I mean, I love this movie and still do. Um, to me, it was like the stream of the 70s. Nice. I have to check it out, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on Amazon Prime for free. So, yeah, yeah. That was my first introduction to Vincent Price movies. Then I was hooked on Vincent Price and dug up dozens of his movies. I mean, yeah. Wow. They, what else did I watch that, that night, which made me... Actually, these nights, which made me a, a complete, utter horror buff it was ridiculous i mean mm. stuff that were shown was they were showing like obscure movies such as a little italian movie called oh shit i can't remember off the top of my head now um and it's about a an italian guy who's stalking these women and uh-huh. he uses a straight razor to slit their, re- their their necks and cut parts of their body off and it's really bizarre it has john saxon in it playing a American cop for some reason, but it's wow. set early. Oh. And the soundtrack is fantastic. It's on mm-hmm. Shudder. I have to check it. For the life of me, I give it a second to reboot my phone and I'll tell you exactly what this thing's called. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Tree Brain. Yeah, Tree Brain. That's what it is. Mm. Um, it is fantastic. The soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. The movie's batshit insane. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I mean, it makes no fucking sense, but you just go with a vibe and it is fantastic. Go with it anyway. Mm. Yeah, it's just... Sounds it's, like it would be interesting. Yeah, it's batshit insane. I mean, mm. it's just fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah, what else was it just that night? There was a few other things, like um, there's a, a French werewolf movie um, called Brotherhood of Wolves, I think it was called. Yeah, that was bizarre. I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" Mm. And other stuff that I watched these nights were were just. There's a movie called They, which was allegedly a Wes Craven movie, and it's not a Wes Craven movie at all. About um shadow people, and oh. such, that attack you from a mirror and try to drag you into their mirror dimension. So. Lovely. Okay, that was kind of creepy. Mm. Um, I other things, and also a really bizarre uh, mid '90s horror movie called Popcorn, which I covered from my oh, podcast. Oh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen that. That's um, weird to say the least. Yes, bizarre. Where mm. a man who was burnt alive during a, a, a cinema fire, it came back like 15 years ago to extract revenge and he takes his own face off and replaces it with yeah. all his faces and such and that was bizarre. That was one of the most bizarre ones I've ever seen. It's like, what the fuck? But yeah, like I said, this thing was... It also showed various uncut uh, versions of the film. Like, um, I saw the uncut version of Event Horizon. Which wow. is fucking disgusting. I also mm-hmm. saw the uncut version of Hellraiser 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Um the director's cut of Aliens and Alien before it was a on DVD sort of stuff. So yeah, these were interesting nights, but wow. unfortunately, they sound, they sound like they could have been, you know, a pity cinema or that didn't take them over because they sound like they could have been really good. Or even GFT, they kind of do obscure film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like says, I don't get why Odin doesn't do these fucking Halloween writers because. These were fun. They were like 15, 15 pounds, and you had five movies, and it was That's fun. Fantastic. I mean, they were fun nights, and yeah. they just stopped. I mean, mm. I don't know. I That's don't a know. shame. Maybe as you know, time goes on, they weren't becoming as popular. Actually, no, because I think it was because they wanted to sell off that one particular building cinema, and that was it. They just because I remember. The other Odeon in the city centre had one Halloween night, but it was it was advertised and nobody went for it and they just stopped doing it. It's like, oh, that's crap. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching the Scream trilogy one night uh-huh. uh, in 2000 when Scream 3 just hit Britain and I watched all three movies back to back. And that was an experience because they actually had, I love this one, they had somebody dressed up as Sydney. Mm-hmm. And had somebody dressed up as Ghostface, and they were a whole murder mystery thing. Who was the Ghostface stuff? And it was it was bizarre. I mean, nice. I loved that that night. It was just completely bizarre. Mm-hmm. I wonder if um, cause you are opening a cinema, obviously right near in the shopping centre, and, and it, you know five minute walk from your house. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll um, aren't they owned by the same company on the Odin? Did this, um, with my information on that wrong um but i hope i hope they adopt something like that for around about you know this time of year yeah well here's hoping here's hoping mm. um right so let's see let's talk about halloween specials 
Which okay. Halloween specials do you like watching? Ooh, oh goodness, now you're asking. Actually, I have to be kind of sad and say The Simpsons oh. Halloween special. I really like them. I mean, I've noticed on Disney Disney Plus right now they have all the Halloween shapes of horrors all lined mm. up. Yeah. All thirty, I think it's thirty-three of them. So, yeah. and I've been slowing them through them throughout this month. So, yeah. <laughs> Some hold up, some don't hold up. So hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the further back you go, they don't hold up. But some of the newer ones are really good, do we? Mm. Uh, and there was a no, there was a Family Guy um, Halloween special a couple of years back, and mm. Peter, Peter ended up with no. Am I missing the happen? It was actually The Simpsons. Or was it Family Guy? But either way, it was either Peter or Homer that ended up like in a vat of beer and his blood was eaten into the beer. Yeah, Simpsons, Simpsons. Is that the Simpsons? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. yes. It's Halloween special. Yeah, I really, I, that for me has to be one of my favourite Halloween special. I mean, we don't get a lot of Halloween special for a lot of things in this country, which is no, sad. No, it was kind of strange. I mean, me personally, I mm. loved the now this is going to go way back i loved the um home improvements halloween specials mm. you know, i love roseanne halloween specials even though she's a bit of a bad word at the moment but there we have that mm. one i loved her halloween. in fact i think it was actually a mixture between her and hocus pocus that made me a halloween buff Nut. yeah, yeah. Halloween nuts yeah 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 um again simpsons halloween specials i always loved them but yeah i love these um halloween specials mm. anytime there's like I was special, I'll sit and watch it. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a bit like that myself. Um, so I am like I've seen most of the fact I can't damn Family Guy any other day of the week. You couldn't pay me to watch it. Um, but yeah, any Halloween special of it, I'm like there. Um, I do. I mean, so far, and clearly, eh, good as the creator of. The Simpsons, although he ripped them off with Family Guy. But, you know, they do, he does do some pretty good Halloween specials, I have to admit. Mm, true, true. Right, uh, what else can we talk about then? Oh, yes, let's talk about the elephant in the room, the actual Halloween movies themselves. Uh huh. Um, of the, was there 12 of the fuckers? Which one would you say is your best one? And which one would you say is the bottom of the barrel? Oh, right. The bottom of the barrel has to be Halloween Resurrection. Um, the one where it's uh, like reality TV, go back mm-hmm. and now. Um, that That's great in the barrel for me, personally. Um, the one that has to be solid gold for me. I'm going to say the original, the one from 1978, because... The first time we meet Michael Myers, so obviously it stands yeah, out yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you've probably seen all 12 of them. I haven't. I think I've seen about eight or nine out of them all. So yes, I've, I've seen many of them. Oh, actually, mm. all of them multiple times, mm. apart from the, the new one. I've seen that once. And yeah. mm, so I can say is, hmm. Mm. Um, for me, my ultimate worst one uh-huh. has to be tied between Raw Zombies, H2, and oh, Halloween God, yes. Kills. I can't stand Halloween Kills. What it did to original Halloween 1978 is unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just took a steaming pile of shit all over 
Halloween 1978 and completely fucking killed the original movie to fit mm. itself into the its own little fucking timeline. Image. Yeah. 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 Was it see they changed the past to suit the future and fucked it up. Mm. I mean yeah. I will not forgive that. No. But my personal favourite one is H2O. And I'll oh. tell you why. That was the very first Halloween film I saw in the cinema. Mm. Way back in nineteen ninety eight. I've actually so. never seen any of the Halloween film in the cinema. Oh god, I've seen everything from H2O up in the cinema. So Wow. So yeah, yeah. Like I say, mm-hmm. I like Halloween. Yes. H2O, uh-huh. yes. Halloween three, yes I do. Because it's so fucking batshit insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean you can't deny that, God yeah, a bit out there. Now what if the one I can never remember which one it is, where they try to possess is it his nephew his nephew? That's I don't part five, I guess. Yeah. That one that one I, I didn't like it didn't make I d it didn't make sense. I never I can never get my head around how Michael Meyer can suddenly have the ability to manipulate, you know a mm. child who he he's their uncle for a start and then have them kill all the people. It just it didn't make sense. And then what got me was they never went anywhere with that storyline. That to me felt yeah, like yeah. a cut off point where not that I wanted them to, but they could have if they wanted to killed off Michael Meyer at that point and then we carried on the franchise with the child, but they didn't. So I'll put the, the Howie movies in order. The way okay. I see it right now. Okay. Right. We have from worst to best uh-huh. Halloween Kills, Raw Zombies, H2, Raw Zombies, Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Resurrection, Halloween 6, Halloween 5, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Halloween 4, H2O, and Halloween. Mm. Sorry about that one. I'm sorry, but I'm not a great fan of either of the Halloween 2s, actually all three Halloween 2s, they're not that good, I no. thought. I mean... No, and um, I don't like the Rob Zombie ones either. Um, they just grew too, too much of the original path from mm. what we are told about the backstory of Michael Myers and things. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm all for, you know, if they're going to make a franchise, yeah, they have to go a little bit off the beaten path, but the, you know, not the beaten path and they're just getting lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I what think that, sorry, I think that's why I've never actually seen all of them, because I just get bored and go, you know. Mm, that's very true, that's very, very true. Right, so. Let's move away from Michael and talk about the other uh, slasher icons. Ooh. Let's talk about, let me see, Freddy Krueger. Which one is your favourite Freddy? Oh, no, I like all the older stuff that I discussed when we covered uh, Freddy. Um, so I like the stuff where he's cruel and evil because it gives him joy. I don't like any of the 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 later stuff where he's very um poppy 
Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, me, I actually like Freddy vs. Jason. Uh-huh. Or Jason vs. Freddy. Even though it's hated among the horror community because it's neither Halloween, uh, Halloween. It's neither a Friday the 13th or, or a Nightmare on Street movie. It's a, max, a mix up of both. Yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a crossover. It's not meant to stick to the narrative of either one. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. I mean, it's not my favourite one, but it's not it's not something that I won't just avoid for the sake of going, it's terrible, I'm not watching it. Mm. So I don't, I'm kind of neutral when it comes to that, you know, neither annoys me nor, you know, makes me want to watch it over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if I'm going to go purely and I mean, I'll not a crossover, Ooh. I would say everybody sees Nightmare 3, but Nightmare 3 gets kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Nightmare 5 is a complete joke. Mm. Uh, I, I would say New Nightmare because it has a twist on Freddy, which I actually liked. I mean, yeah. there's that one. There's obviously mm. the original, but... And seeing that, I've seen the original now twice as cinema, and it doesn't work in a cinema. Yeah, I'm finding that I get older, it's not really standing up as much, but I'm going to say the original, and, um, Friday, um, Friday 13th 2, uh, they have to be my favourite, you know. Hmm. Yeah. No, it says to me the bottom of the barrel is the fucking remake. The Nightmare, oh god, yeah. Nightmare remake is a complete fucking joke. Oh yeah. I um, mean, was that the one we saw in a summer together? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I hated that movie. It was just so fucking bad. It was so predictable, and I've said, I've said it once, I've said it a million times. When it comes to horror movie, if I, who jumped to everything, cover her everything, fall for every trick in the book when it comes to horror movie, if I can predict the outcome, then it's terrible. And I just remember thinking, I know what's going to happen. This is awful. Even mm. I'm not like everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hated it myself. I don't like the new Freddy mm. look. It was ridiculous. No. I didn't like the new Nancy. She was a fucking whiny wee bitch. No. And I didn't like any of the cast at all. They were all just cannon fodder. Yeah. You know, there was nothing to them at all. They were just cannon fodder. And I was like, yeah, fuck off. Yeah, so, there was nothing standing out that made you want to in any way root for any of the, you know, characters. And that's kind of the essence of a horror movie. There's got to be at least one character where you think, oh, I hope they make it. And then when they don't, you go, well, that kind of sucks. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there wasn't maybe any of the new Freddy stuff, which, you know. And then the one we did where Freddy ended up having this, you know, uh, the adult daughter and thing. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? And mm. how could she suddenly not remember him and then suddenly remembered him and then she remembered him enough to do his whole hand gesture that he does with the claw on. And yes. I was, yeah. I was like, yeah, too many plot holes. Yeah, Freddy's Dead's a, a complete weird one, that one. I mean, mm. I don't know where the fuck that script came from, but it's a complete... Wait, what? <laughs> you know, I, I mean... It, it felt like it was written in an afternoon, um, mm. and thought that'll do. I'm running out of time. And the know? cameos were weird. Mm. Roseanne Barr and bloody Tom Arnold. Like, what the fuck? Then we had Johnny yeah. Depp and Alice Cooper, and I'm going, uh, this is not working. So... Mm. It's, 
it, it felt like they knew it was a terrible script and they thought we'll fill it with the with the well known names and it will not it will not seem as bad. It'll still, you know, they'll draw in the money which will draw in the profit and then make it look like it was a better film than it was. I don't know. I think the whole idea was this is 3D. I make this money off it's 3D, but 3D is sucked in the thing. I mean, the 3D was what 10 minutes tops, mm. and it sucked. I mean, it's, it just doesn't fucking work. Yeah. So let's talk about his rival, uh, or modern day rival, um, Jason. What is your favourite Jason? I have to admit, I don't think I've ever watched any Jason movie from start to finish. Um. But I have seen enough of the first one to know that I like the first one. Get on, get on. I mean, to me, my favourite one is Jason Lives because it's just so goddamn ridiculous and so much fun. And mm. it has its tongue and its cheek and it runs with that idea. And I love that movie. It's just so fucking cheesy. Mm. Uh, the one I can't stand, that's a toss-up between the remake Mhm. Jason goes to hell, mm. and I think that's if Jason takes Manhattan because he doesn't take Manhattan, he takes a slow boat to fucking Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nowhere near Manhattan. I think he's in Manhattan for like Five one second. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, like I say, Jason to me has never been a great hitter of his. No. What you got 12, 30 movies? There's only Maybe three I like. The rest of them are just trash. Yeah, for me, I always felt like Jason felt like an afterthought or something to try and ride for, like Freddie and Michael Myers. And I think that's why I've never really taken to any of the Jason movies and watched them all from start to finish. Mm. But he always just felt like, you know, like a coffee cat. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. I mean, let's talk about, so what movies do you watch every single Halloween? Um, Every single Halloween. So we already, we've already established I watch Hocus Pocus. But, yes. you know, I also pull out some of the really old, you know, Z-list movies. Like, um, remember when you used to be able to buy those DVDs and they had a movie on one side and a movie on the other? Mm-hmm. A couple of them, so I've got one called like spiders and one about like <laughs> uh, one about crocodiles, like colour crocs or something. Mm. Um so I pull out them because they're cheesy and they're a bit you know, they're they're terrible and they don't know it. Um I pull out ghost ship because it's still I'm, I'm still liking that. Um and then there's I've got a whole section of um DVDs that I bought from my local pound shop. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, them. So there's like ones that are based on like the, the haunting on Bolly Rector, which is a crew building. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they just mess up the backstory and the facts in it, which boils my blood. But other than that, they're still pretty watchable. Um, yeah, but what about you? If you've got a Pacific box set or that that you turn no, to for? no there's one movie that i go back to time and time and time and time again mm. and like, i've seen it about 10 times this year alone and that's elvira mistress of the dark yeah. i yeah. love that movie i mean it's mm. just so quotable and it's so cheesy but it works yeah 
Um, but like over the years, I've seen dozens and dozens of horror movies that were set during Halloween, such as there's a really cheesy one from 2006, I think it's six or seven, called Boo. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, and that's uh, so fucking bad. It's ridiculous. Ooh. There's also a really cheesy 80s horror movie called Trick or Treat. Yes, I've, I'm sure I've seen that. And yours? Uh, possibly, yeah. The heavy metal Ooh. guy comes back mm-hmm. from the dead. Yeah. And it's so bad. It's genius. There's also <laughs> another, I think it's mid-80s movie called Tricks and Treats. Oh, or Tricks okay. or Treats, rather. And that one is fucking bizarre. It's about... Uh, little boy who's getting babysat and the his father's escaped the mental institute and he's back to kill the mother and kill the babysitter to get the, the son but the son's a little fucking egotistical maniac he's insane he's a sociopath and he tries to kill the babysitter also and it's That's so enough. fucking bad it's just ridiculous i mean mm. it, it kind of sounds like a ripoff of halloween versus psycho or something sort of. yeah it kind of is yeah yeah i mean yeah. There's a whole bit where the father skips the, the psych board at the Mental Institute dressed mm. as a nun, <laughs> no, as a nurse rather, and it's so fucking bad. You wow. have to watch this thing. I have to, I have to watch it. It sounds like one of those ones that is so bad it might be watchable. Mm, mm. And of course I dig out Halloween 3 because why not? I mean, about Silver Shamrock, it's perfect. Well, um, why not? And I just find bizarre and weird movies that that I watch. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've done that now over the last couple of years where, apart from Hocus Pocus, they aren't really, I don't really have a go to in terms of it's Halloween, I'm going to sit down and watch the Pacific one. I mean, I only named like the B side and Go Ship and that because I watched them last night. Um, but other than that, you know. Normally, with the the rise of let's face it, online streaming and Netflix and Prime, um, you know, I'm finding more of just looking online and going right, what like a Prime original or Netflix original that I'm not gonna get on DVD and seeing if it's good or bad, and you know, nine times out of ten, it's not good, you know. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that Amazon has no quality control at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could find some gems, but most of the stuff you find on, on Amazon Prime is fucking shit. It's like, what the I hell? I don't think I found anything, anything, any film that I would say is great on Prime. I mean, they've got one or two, you know, original, like, documentaries and things like that, that hmm. uh, based on, like, serial killers and things like that, that are pretty good for watching around about this time of year, I suppose. But... Hmm. In terms of original movies, you know, even the Netflix, I've only ever seen one original Netflix movie that was great that I went back to and watched time. And in fact, I'm pretty sure it's still on there. Um, so I'm pretty sure they're not taking it down yet. So, you know, that I know if it's still there, I will go back and watch it time and time because it's so... You know, for the most part, you only see two people and it's all based in a little room. Don't know if you've seen it. It's called The Platform. It, it's really good. No, no, I haven't seen it, no. But it, it's really good. It's quite hard to explain. It's like a futuristic version of a prison and all the food gets brought down on a table and literally they get the leftover from the person above and the person above can, you know, 
that they can spit on it, urinate on it, defecate on it, whatever they do, that's the only thing you'll get to eat. You have to pick something off it to eat if you want to eat. And literally when the table's no longer there, you can't go, well, I'll keep that apple or anything for later. So mm. it's real but it's good. Mm. Speaking of Amazon Prime, have you watched a thing on it called Lore? No. No. Watch that. There's, I think there's three seasons of, of Lore and it does all these folklore um, stories. Oh, and okay. Watch that because that's quite good. They're supposed to be coming back, but because of COVID, it fucked up the filming schedules, as of course. So well, hopefully they bring it back next year. You know. Mm. I'm sure I, someone else is telling me about that actually that I should at least give it a go. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite good. Yeah, it's quite good. It. Um, I mean, this is where. I usually have things written down to talk about. I know. So, huh? Oh, yes, let's talk about horror games. What horror games do you like playing during October? Ooh, I am very into the uh, one that was a year and year ago called Left for Dead. It was, mm. it was quite new age for its time because every time you restarted the game, the, the, zomb- the zombie, whatever they were, or the came at you from a different angle and things like that mm. and I knew how you were playing it and made it harder every time you played it um, that I still like to go back to um, I I also like the um, oh my god it's like, uh, like the game version of Waking Dead or The Walking Dead or something it's really good mm. and then you know sadly there's the game version of Cabin in the Wood, let's face it. Is there a game? Oh my God, there's a game version of Cabin in the Wood, Jesus. Yeah, oh, what's it called? It's like one of those ones where your actions determine the... Um, I'm going to quickly look it up. But it's like one of those ones where your actions determine the outcome of the, the game. So, you know, if you're done, then you... Is it one of the Telltale games? It is. It's not even called Cabin in the Wood, but it's identical to it. It takes place in a woods, and you know, you've got the uh, Until Dawn. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that. um, You know, it's still pretty good if you want a cheap cheap scale. Hmm. But right now, I'm getting really into Subnautica. She had underworld survival game, which. The noise alone from some of the animals are enough to keep me awake at night. Never mind anything that actually meant to scare me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, something really shocking. I don't like playing horror games at all. Ah. I just don't like playing horror games. For me, video games should be a way of relaxing, not to be tensed up. You know, so well, yeah. I don't play horror games. And the I don't play I have, them very often. I, I play a lot of. I like a lot of open world stuff. So. The ones that I have played horror-wise has been that shitty uh, Dead by Dawn, which I can't stand. Oh, God, no. Not only is the wait times to go on a fucking board ridiculous, but the toxic-as-fuck player base is ridiculous. I mean, it's just so disgusting. See, I don't play anything online with other people mm. because, let's face it, there's always somebody out there that's just out to spoil your fun and not play the fucking game. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I tried to play the online version of Red Dead because Red Dead Redemption 
favourite game of all time, that and Uncharted. Um, and I tried to play the online version, and yeah, it was just for the people that are there to fucking kill everyone, and they're like, yeah. So I ended up rage quitting and just restarting the whole fucking story of the game all over again. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't, I don't play online because there's too many people that are just, they're just out to spoil it for everyone else. I'll tell you a game that I actually loved and, and quite enjoyed. I might actually dig it back out and, and replay a thing. Is the Ghostbusters video game, mm. which came out in God, I can remember that first came out. It was 2000, and I want to say six or seven. Then it was remastered, and it's the remastered version I've been playing uh, for the PlayStation, which is quite a good game actually. Ah, it's I, technically Ghostbusters 3 because it's the last time you have all four original cast members together. So, okay, that. I have I've not seen it, I've seen gameplay of it, and it looked pretty good. So, it does mm. 2009, is it? I think it was, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, so. I I do because I do like um I'm a I'm a sucker for the Ghostbusters I think everybody is um they're good about them at the same time so yeah I have seen gameplays and I keep going I must get that and then every time I see it and especially those secondhand game shops I'm like I can't be I can't be asked I don't know when am I going to get round to playing it so I mm. I end up not buy I end up talking myself out of it. Yeah, but, it's fun. I mean, I would give it a whirl. I mean, mm, it's good can fun. Only play it, like most games, you can only play it one. If you don't like it, then you can always just punt it back to them for a couple of quid. Mm, exactly, exactly. exactly. Mm. Right, so let's talk about, let me see, ghost stories, right? Okay. Stuff that have either you've heard or happened to you uh-huh. throughout your life. Now, do you want to go first? I mean, I got a couple. I'll let you go first, since mm. I went I went first on Halloween tradition. Okay, then. Okay. Yeah. Right, then. Ever since I was a little boy, about five or six, I get told this story. And uh-huh. I don't know how much this is actually true, but here we go. One of my great uncles was a severe alcoholic. Unsurprising, because he's, he's Scottish. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he was told to give up drinking, otherwise uh-huh. he was going to die. So he gave up drinking. And but from what I understand, one night he was walking back from his pub, and he was crossing over this bridge over over River Clyde. Uh-huh. And he get to the centre of this bridge, and he seen a guy come towards him, wearing a long trench coat and a hat. And the guy goes up to him and goes, "Excuse me, mate, do you have a light?" And he pulls out a big cigarette, and Mungo's fumbles them in his pockets, and he pulls out a lighter. Oh, so he pulls out matches, and he drops the matches. And as he bends to pick up the match, he finds out the guy's feet are hooves. So as he pulls out the matchbox, he looks up at the guy's face, and it's the devil himself. And oh my god! The devil says, "If you take another drink, you will be dead." <gasps> so he goes what and he goes yeah yeah uh, how do you know you're a devil and he goes watch this and he snapped his fingers and he teleported across the other end of the bridge so that night he stopped drinking for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks so it's like christmas time or mm. thereabouts, new year's christmas time 
And he decides to go to the pub thinking, oh, this is a piece of bullshit. I mean, I'm not going to die. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, so, Halloween and itself would be in the pub. Yeah. Mm, um, no and as he's walking back home, he gets hit by a car and thrown off into the sort of distance and hit off the the the, the um, old cobblestone um, pavements. Well, and as as he's dying, he sees the same man in the trench coat and he goes, "I told you I'm going to come for you," and takes his soul. Oh. And I, that's I've been told since I was about six. Now I don't know much of that is actually true, but. That I have that one. That creepy. Kid. My my father, uh, my father said, told me when when he was coming out of a pub. My father, like your uncle, was an alcoholic, and he he was so drunk he couldn't stand up. And this guy came up to him and said to him, "Do you believe in God?" And my father was raised Roman Catholic, not a very fucking good one, but he was raised one, and. Um, he said, well, I and um, the the person just put his hand on him and suddenly my father was, like, sober and in a taxi on his way home. <laughs> uh, and that was, like, you know, mid-November. So mid-November in Scotland, it's pretty fucking cold. Sometimes yes, it's snowing, so he could have easily, you know, froze to death. But, again, I don't know how much that was true because he had been drinking. And when it came to my father, I... I believed about sixty percent of what he said, but yeah, that mm-hmm. all stood in my head. Me, do you do you truly believe in God? Yeah, suddenly on his way home, mm-hmm. like fucking hell. Okay, so how's this one? Now, this one happened to me in my twenties. Mm. One night, as I was walking back from a college night out, this must have been two thousand and one. Yeah. Okay. And it's about November, December, and I'm walking home because. I couldn't be asked waiting on a bus and I couldn't be asked in a taxi. So I went, fuck, I just walk home. And mm. I wasn't that drunk. I must have had about maybe 10 drinks. And you know me, I drink like a fucking fish when I feel like it. Yeah. Um, so I'm walking home and I'm crossing over the, the Bells Bridge. Which uh-huh. is like, it's a Glasgow landmark. And I'm heading back towards the Springfield Quay. Is that right? Yes, the right bridge, yeah. So I'm heading towards the Springfield Quay. And back in the days, it wasn't what it is today. Today, it's all clean and clear. But back in 2001, these this was like uh, old warehouse buildings that were there for since the 60s, I think it was. Oh, God, yeah. So long story short, I'm walking along the road myself, trying not to get hit by a fucking taxi as I wasn't <laughs> past. I believe bastard that they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this old man walks up to me in his 60s and he's quite tall he's about six feet one quite tall okay. six feet one six feet two six feet three and he's wearing like a a gray overcoat and he's got like this little cross lapel on his on his lapel little cross um pin mm. lapel and he's wearing like he's got buttoned up so i didn't even have to notice thing but he's like wearing a suit and i'm going okay then and he walked up to me and goes I'm sorry, my son, but do you believe in God? I'm like, okay, where's this going? You're thinking, mm. like, oh, great, that's all we need, a fucking Bible basher, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Bible basher when I'm pet. Not mm. a good idea. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. I say to him, yes and no. Mm. And he goes, okay, then. He goes, well, by the way, my son, we're watching you 
and have been done for a while and we're kind of concerned you're falling on the wrong path and I'm like you know god here we go bloody bible bashers and he pulls out his, his pocket a little card that says St. blah 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 and it was on a little card and uh-huh. he goes could you follow me? he literally grabbed me by the hand at this point and put his two hands on my hand the one and the leaf on the top yeah. and I couldn't get my arm away and I'm like yeah fuck and he goes over over here my child is where my, my base operations is and there's a small rickety old 19 canteen building that was since now pulled down and there was this creepy nun outside the building and she kept beckoning me over and it took me 20 minutes to get away from this guy Oh and he goes, don't worry, my child, you might not believe it now, but we're watching you. So <gasps> I'm pretty much sprinting down the road, heading towards Springfield Key. As mm-hmm. I got to Springfield Key, which is where the, the Odin is, I yeah. ripped up the, 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 the card gave me and threw it away. And went, fuck this shit. So I walked it back to my to my house. The next morning, as I check in my pockets, I found that card. A hole. And I'm like, okay, either I ripped up the subway ticket thinking it was the same, this this um, business card thing, or mm-hmm. something weird is happening here. So I throw away the, the business card, I think nothing of it, until weeks and weeks and weeks later, I'm wandering around the city centre, and this old nun walks up to me and goes, we're watching my child stay on the path. Well, and I'm going, yeah. okay then. So... About a year later, I'm working in Strathclyde University's uh, kitchens uh-huh. as a kitchen porter slash server. And again, I'm walking home late at night. It's like one o'clock in the morning. And this old nun walks out of a, of a church and goes, we're watching you, my child. Watch what you're doing. We're not happy with your, your life choices. And it took me about 10 minutes to get away from this old woman and I got the fuck out of there. Now, the thing is, she gave me the same business card and I ripped that card up and threw it at her and ran away. When I got mm-hmm. back home, I found that business card in my pocket. Now, what is that? What the? That creep. I mean, uh, one thing that made me the creepiest fuck was what he says to me was, we're watching you because you've got a pure soul and... We want you to pick the right path because we've got to watching you, and also the other side is watching you. So watch what you're doing. And I'm like, what the fuck? I saw it up like that. Mm. You know, like I say, he grabbed me by the hand and sort of put his hand on top of my hand and one underneath. I couldn't get my hand away from him, and that's when I found he left me the business card. And I'm going, this is creepy as fuck. Yeah, that's so, a bit. Mm. That's very, that very unnerving. In fact, that makes the story I'm about to tell um, seem tame because, you know, I mean, what the fuck, that two people that said that to you mm. could have been a kill. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one thing that happened to me um, that creeped me out. Um, so a couple of years ago, so almost 10 years ago now, I was walking home. I had been up visiting Manny, and I was walking home, and my route home took me past the pub my dad drinks in, and uh, walking past the pub, and I see my dad standing outside the pub, smoking a cigarette, like he always does. 
and he's looking at me and he, there's no one else about and he's looking at me and he's trying to get my attention and as I'm walking close, I'm thinking to myself, not my dad, I'm, you know, just keep walking, going home. And then I get closer, I realise, it is my dad. My dad had this very distinctive birthmark on his face. There is no person anywhere close to where we live or that sat in that pub that had anything remotely similar. Um, and he's like, he's like waving at me, I mean, trying to get my attention. So I stop dead and freeze to the spot. I think I must have went a bit white because my father looked at me a bit confused and he's like stopping mid-wave like a kind of statue of why you're not responding in any way to me so they're kind of stayed off for about it must have only been a couple of minutes but it felt like at least an hour and to me anyway um and you know just kind of stayed off between me and my dad and then he just puts his cigarette out stomp back into the pub and a half and you know I kind of walk on and the thing that creeped me out most about that was that happened in January of 2012. My father died in December 2009. Mm, mm. I still can't walk by the pub, that pub to this day. There mm. was no one else about, uh, no one that looked like him, that, uh, you know, Nothing, none of his friends, none of his friends acknowledged my existence when I was in my dad's company, so they wouldn't have acknowledged his existence, my existence when he wasn't there. The hmm. person directly at me, and was kind of missed that I wasn't responding, but then why would you respond to someone you know for a fact is dead? We cremated hmm. him almost three years to the day that this happened. That, that hmm. stuck with me for a while. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Mm. So, since we're talking about our dead fathers, like my dad died in 2002 mm. in late November, I think it was early December, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was late November. And I remember the night after he died, um, I couldn't sleep that night. So uh-huh. I was up late at night and watching some shit thing on TV. And I said, oh, bollocks, I'll just turn it off. So I turned off the TV and sort of lay in bed in the almost dark because I'd, I'd put the light off. But there was, there was like a street light out my window. So it would bathe uh-huh. the room in, in half light. I'm like, yeah, great. Plus it was a full moon that night. And I was like, oh, God. Um, and I swear to God, just as I was dozing off in my bed, I felt the mattress sinking. Oh, and I'm going. Okay, John, this is just sleep paralysis. Paralysis. Yes, it's nothing. It's not to worry about. And then I felt the the cover going up. And I'm like, okay, and then I smelt the distinctive smell of pipe smoke, which my dad was a pipe smoker. Uh huh. And I was like, okay, I rolled over and said, like, fuck that shit. I'm taking. <laughs> Oh my god! And it, it basically about forty seconds it disappeared, and apparently next door where my sister slept because it was almost almost over for the, the whole funeral thing. Yeah, uh, I give my mother help. She felt the same thing in her bed. She felt the bed going down. She felt somebody was in the room, and she woke up from her daisy sleep and she says to me that she saw my dad sitting there saying don't worry about it you'll be fine 
And I'm like, okay then. And apparently, once he disappeared, he done the exact same thing to, to, to my mum. He went into her bedroom and sat on the boat in her bed and says to her, you'll be fine. And then dissipated. And apparently, my other two brothers had the same visitation that night. All five of us had the same thing happen to us. So that was kind of creepy. I'm saying it was like one last goodbye from your dad then. Mm, it must have been. Yes, yes. That was yeah. Actually, yeah, that's weird. Actually, a very similar thing happened to me only last year. As you know, my my, my older sister passed away last year. Um, in fact, um, almost a year ago to the day. Um, and so um, I cut to the day after she she passed away. My one of my cousins came down, came down to the house to see who my mum was, and uh, he he'd never been in my house before, so we didn't know he was coming down. My my uncle met him and brought him down to the house, and you know, and he was sitting on my couch, and he never said anything, and he was sitting in the, that seat that only my sister used to sit at. No one else sat there. The seat closer to the TV, funnily enough, um, and where I went. When oh, what's your room spray? You sprayed it very, very sweet and flowery. It, that it's not like something I would assume you would use as a room spray. And I was like, I haven't sprayed room spray. Said you, said I'm sorry, but Donna only died, you know, a couple yesterday. You're lucky if I washed my face. Never mind, never mind. Thought I better spray something to make the room smell nice. And they went, so what? I sat and I went, well, describe it. And he described it. And I went into what was my sister's room, brought out her um, her perfume that she used to wear and went, smell that, is it that? And he went, yeah, that's it, what is that? And I was like, well, that's Donna's perfume. No one else in this room wear, in this house wears anything remotely similar to it. Um, and funny enough, you're sitting in the one seat Donna, only Donna would sit at. And he was like, he went chalk white. And I was like, hmm. I want to take it personally. Like you still got on when you were younger, so maybe that whole way of saying because they'd always wanted to meet up again when they were adults, but I'm actually the pandemic started and then my sister's health and mental health meant that it never actually got round to happening. So maybe it was like her last, you know, hello and goodbye to him. Mm. Mm. You know, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Right then. Uh, well, let's. Take off the kit gloves and get down to the really fucking creepy shit, the really scary shit. Uh-huh. Right. Now, my sister moved into this house, and it's a gable end house, which is a Glasgow term for an end house uh-huh. in a row of houses, which means it's always on the corner, and it's always cold. Uh-huh. It's, like, it's obviously because the wind hits the, the stuff. And da, da, da. Anyway, moving on. That's not important. But the important bit was she was told when she first moved into that house, the second she stepped foot over the threshold, that the place was haunted. And it was haunted by a little girl because apparently in the 80s there was a house fire and a little girl was trapped in a house and she died in the house. Oh my God. And this is where the heebie research happens. Now, uh-huh. my sister had two children. They were, uh, at the time, they were, what was that, two? And I think it was two months old, three months old. Now, there was a a, a gate in the, the, the children's house, uh, the children's bedroom. So uh-huh. it couldn't have been this, but apparently my sister would hear late at night scratching at the door and somebody going, Mommy, Mommy. 
and she would go open the door, go into the children's bedroom and find the kids are KO'd, you know, they're, they're asleep. Yeah, so it so wasn't them. It wasn't them. And she was thinking, maybe it was upstairs neighbour. So she would wait till the next morning and say, was your, was your daughter up at X time in the morning? No, 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 they were asleep. And this would go on for weeks and weeks and weeks. She would hear like scraping and knocking and, and tapping and the such at the door and always hearing like, mommy, mommy. And apparently one time she was in the bath, she felt something tugging at her in the bath. Bloody hell. So it's like, okay then. Now, to make things even worse, about six weeks before she died, because she died in that house, mm. um, she heard like extreme loud banging and loud knocking and tapping at the windows and sort of tapping all over, all over the, the living room. And she was freaked the fuck out and she was like, I want out of this house. Mm. But unfortunately, the house was let her out because housing says, no, 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 you're now stuck in this because housing are parcels. Yeah. And apparently, the nights before she died, actually the, the weekend before she died, she heard like scratching and scraping and loud, Mommy, open the door. I'm coming, Mommy. I'm coming. And she would hear like, really, like a dog scratching at the door. And oh my god. Yeah, like the, the week after that, or the weekend after that, she died in that house. <gasps> so, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? Fucking hell. Well, the, for about for about three, four weeks after my sister died, um, my mum obviously spent a lot of time in, which is now my house, but it was the house me and my sister lived in. Uh, my mum would, um, the way my furniture situated, you can see out my window, out my living room window into my front garden. Um, my mum used to, my mum would for weeks be sitting and she, you know, she'd be sitting watching TV and then out of nowhere, she would just like start clinging on to like the sofa and things and I'd be going, fuck's up with you? And she would, she, first time she said that, I just about fainted. She went, um, Donna standing in the window waving at me, beckoning to me to follow her. I was like, you what? And I laughed it off at the time. I went, Donna's never stood in that garden in her life. She's not going to stand in it now. But see, at the time, my mum, my mum is, um, Unlike me, my mum doesn't believe in like ghosts and things like that, and you know any version of heaven and hell. She is a complete atheist. Mm. So for her to hit out with something like that, you know, freaked me the fuck out. Mm. So the, and then the two days before my sister's funeral, so the day before we we had a viewing, my mum wanted to see her daughter one last time, I wasn't going to deny her of that, not my play, so we had a viewing for my sister, and I, I said, look, I'm not, not I've, I've seen, I've been to family viewings before and things like that, Um, so things like that don't face me, I'm just I'm more scared of the coffin, the lion, than the dead body. Dead body mm. can't hurt, can't hurt you, obviously. But the day before the viewing, because it was my sister, and I was really close to my sister. Like my sister practically raised me and things, you know. Especially when I first came out, my dad and that didn't. Take, my mum was fine with it, really. Um, but my dad didn't take it very well and kind of disowned me for a bit. So my sister practically raised me from when I was a teenager. Um. So I was like, I so for me it felt like felt like losing my mum without losing my mum, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
the day before the viewing, um, so two days before the funeral, um, I was going, I don't know if I can go in and see her, like the Hitona we're talking about. This isn't like any of my aunts or my uncles who I've seen who I was close to, but I was, I was detached enough from them that it wouldn't it wouldn't affect me. I was like, but, you know, seeing Donna lying there is going to destroy me, I think. And, um, and my mum was like, look, it's not... Um, it's your choice at the end of the day. I can't force you. There was other people, other family members going. So I didn't, because I was worried, I didn't want my mum to be on her own going to see my sister. And I didn't want know if I was going to be able to go. And just out of nowhere that night, so we had this conversation in the mid afternoon. Later that night, I was going to bed, and out of nowhere, the house was silent, not at all. And I'd kind of not forgot the conversation, but it was enough out of my head that I can't, couldn't remember any word of it. There was no reason for it still to be going round. And out of nowhere, I heard my sister's voice say, don't come in and see me if you don't want to. And I was like, you what? And I thought my mum had shouted something on me. And I shouted, what, mum, did you shout at me? And she like, never said a word. And I was like, what the fuck? So the next day we get to the funeral parlour and my mum was like, you? and I was like, no, and I just, um, again, I heard the, don't come, don't come and visit me if you, if you don't think you can cope, and I was like, huh? Um, so, yeah, that kind of freaked me out. I mean, it got, it freaked me out that so, so much so I, I was working up the courage to walk down and see my sister, and I heard it for a third time going, don't take another step because you'll begin to see what I look like in here. And I was like, huh? So I, I like turned on my heels and left and a cousin took me and went, are you not coming to see it? And I was like, no, no, I know what you wear and I gave them the outfit, don't worry. I'm left and like, it took me about an hour before I could, you know, and um, in the end I wanted to see her because I wanted to have that moment of, you know, that moment of saying actual goodbye and literally 32 year old and I was clinging on to my mum's hand and clinging on to my cousin who, barely, who isn't that much older than me, you know, just clinging on, holding them. I was like, it was, yeah, but three times in the space of less than 24 hours, I heard my sister saying, don't if you don't. And in a way, um, I was probably my subconscious, at least I hope, because um, it freaked the shit out of me. But after that, for about for about three, four months after that, every time I closed, I was terrified to go to sleep. Every time I closed my eyes, I had nightmares that my sister was haunting me in this house. It was weird. I, I was on the verge of just telling the local housing association to keep this house and I'll move. Mm-hmm. Um so was it it really it really affected me for a bit after that. Mm, okay. I can I mean like this is ghost activity is bizarre like that. I mean mm-hmm. one you can go, oh it's still rest and then next thing you're fucking freak the fuck out. It's like Jesus yeah, Definitely. I mean I think the weirdest weirdest thing that's ever happened to me, um what do you think now? Because I worked in Undertakers. Mm. Um, for about a week, and I would look like I do this. I'm done. Mm. You know, sometimes I, you you can hear the deaf groans and the deaf rattles. Like, nope, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I wanted to be an undertaker for a year until I discovered it was only it was only about what about five years ago. Man died. And it was then that I discovered my fear of coughing, because obviously I had to get very close to the coffin. She was lying in for the viewing, 
So, and at that time I was going to, um, before I went back to uni, before I went to university, I was going to go right back to college and just do, just and do all the undertaking stuff, and then, you know, found out the hard way that I was shit scared of just coughing, whether they're empty or full, and that was me. I gave up on being an undertaker there and then. Yeah. Is, the undertakers are, are, are kind of a bizarre group. I mean, they're bizarre people. I mean, I found them kind of cold and detached. It's like, mm. Mm, you know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you a story of what happened to me when I was a kid, right? I was 14, 15 at the time. Uh-huh. And I was staying with my best friends. And it was Halloween. Remember this one? Because we were hyped up to watch the, the, the Sky Horror Channel thing. Ah, um, right. And... He had this dog as a whippet, and I can't for the life of me name that thing. Thing was called, I think it was called Flash or something, or something ridiculous like that. And this thing had a habit of running as uh-huh. soon as you open the door, it runs. So it's Halloween night, and he goes, "We better take it for a walk, not anymore." So he gets the the the, the um the chain and the collar and such, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the dog chain that is, um the leash even, and he takes it for a walk. But unfortunately. We get to the door and it bolts at the door, and somebody had left opened the main door to the to get in out of the out of the building sort of thing. So it bolts at the door and it's running at full pelt, running. And now that's a fucking a whippet or a greyhound. So yeah, this so is fast, you know. Yeah, so unless you're shooting Usain Bolt, you're not gonna catch it. <laughs> so this thing runs about a good what quarter of a mile, and mm-hmm. then suddenly stops dead outside a graveyard <gasps> and I'm like oh fuck that's all I need so I mean yeah. shout and volunteer this dog don't go in there don't go in there and it just clocks us and thinking oh let's have some fun runs in that graveyard and I'm like fuck it's yeah. like what nine o'clock at night so it's pitch fucking dark and there's little to no lights in this entire fucking graveyard so he says to me right we're going to split up you take you take the, the lower bit of the hill, I'll take the upper bit of the hill, and we'll search for this dog. And you're great. So let me go. He runs up the hill and starts shouting mm-hmm. this dog's name. And I'm like, oh, dear balls. So I'm taking the lower bit and I'm searching, and dog's nowhere to be seen. Mm. And out of the corner of my eye from the distance, I see this uh, guy dressed in black come towards me. I'm thinking, it's Halloween, he's wearing a costume. Yeah, yeah. fine. And the guy gets closer and closer and closer to me, and I'm like, what the fuck? Thing, something looks off for this guy. And I'm going, okay, then I notice he has no feet. He only has, like, the upper torso. And that's so it. No, no legs at all? No legs, no legs. Not to, well, from the knee down, there was no legs. Oh, my I'm God. Like, okay, then. So I clock this thing and run up the fucking hill. <laughs> and as I'm running up this hill, this guy sort of comes towards me like fuck so oh i run down one of the one of the aisles sort of thing ah. aisles, the, the sort of columns of, of graves one of, one of the rows yeah yeah one of the rows yeah yeah that's what i'm for columns a row um and i turn around and this thing is about 20 feet from me <gasps> so i'm running backwards and i fall on an open grave oh my god and i'm like fuck so I'm thinking, okay, I'm fucked because this thing is about six feet deep. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it would have been six feet deep, yeah, because it was a, I think it was the second grave that was in the thing, so it was almost, almost some space left. And yeah. I'm trying to scramble to go to this thing because I can hear like talking and what? 
yeah, I can hear moaning and talking and rumbling, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I'm trying to get to this thing, but it started to rain, uh, like, as soon as we walked into the, 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 the graveyards. So uh-huh. I'm like, ah, fuck. And it's really coming down buckets, and it's starting to fill up this grave, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So well, I'm trying to get this thing, and I can hear, like, talking all around me. And about a minute later, I'm screaming for my fucking mate to come get me. So he finally finds where I am, pulls me out of the, the grave and goes, what happened there? So I fell into it because this guy was chasing me. And he goes, there's nobody around here. I'm like, okay then. So as we're leaving the graveyard, uh-huh. at the other exit of the graveyard, there was this white mist that com- comes out and just goes all the way across the... the sort of pathway and I'm like oh fuck so we go back to the way we were going uh-huh. the way we came in rather and the same guy with the black outfit was right at the gates oh hell so we were fucked there was one coming towards us in white mist and this dark shadow figure thing coming towards us we had to like run up that hill double back down and get out the way the white mist came and I have never ran so fucking fast in my fucking life what the fuck was that? I mean, people say, oh, it was a fox that's causing the the screaming noises and the, the shouting noises and such. And I'm going, no, it sounded like a human groaning. Oh, uh, my so. God. And you, foxes are recognisable. Like, if you hear a fox scream or anything, you you will know right away that it, mm. nothing's human, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is like a... Like a death road, like a. Oh, sort of it's yeah, not like a fucking. How can I say it nicely? Um, yeah, because when people are buried, they still make the. Mm, the noises. But yeah, I think I'd shat myself and died of shock in that grave if I'd have heard that, to be perfectly um, honest. It was like creepy as fuck. I don't know if it came from the grave under me or the. the Oh, God, yeah. You know, or... It could have been a neighbouring one. Mm. I had that during the day, though. I've been standing in graveyard. Um, at the graveyard, like, I stand in Hunters all the time, but not not since COVID. Um, but I've seen that, like, if I was, like going to visit my the grave my, my grandparents had in. Um, you know, th- if they had nearly time with grave anywhere near them, uh, but one, like you say, because they can be as little as only four foot below you, I've done more than mm. one minute. And yeah, you stand there and if they're, if they're still within like a couple of months of the, them dying and being buried, then you do hear that. Uh, 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 it's not the first time I've, it's not the first time I've like ran, ran out of a graveyard a hell of a lot quicker than I walked into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the day, so. Creepy ass shit. I mean, it's like what the mm. hell? I know uh-huh. you don't forget. Actually, I've got a story that not so much creepy, but this happened. So when I was younger, one of the last memories I have of my little brother. Um, most people don't know I had a little brother because I'm the I'm the youngest out of the now two, but the worst that of my mum's children that that survived but you know there were actually three younger than me um they all died just in infancy but my so my little brother so one of the last memories I have of my little brother is um we would get up me my little brother my older brother because we're all quite similar in age um 
would get up in the middle of the night and we would, you know, play a computer game, uh, do things we're not meant to do, and, like watch the TV, play the game console, eat raw food out the fridge. Um, and so I remember that vividly. My brother remember it vividly. And uh, I was talking to my mum only a couple of months ago about this. And I was saying, oh, God, remember how? Because if we would have left, my little brother would have turned 30 a couple of days back. Um, so he would have. And um, so we're talking and I said, oh, one of the last memories I've got of got being alive uh, and telling her how um, my mum looked at me and she went, are you taking the piss? And I went, what? What? And she was like, yeah, I remember that. She said, your dad remembered that. Donna remembered that. She was like, yeah, but God had already died in me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, John, it's not the first time me or your dad or Donna got up in the middle of the night to see what you and Patrick, who's my older brother, what you were doing and who you were talking to. And they'd be like, the white orb floating between you and Patrick. And you and Patrick were sitting there talking to something that wasn't there. And I'm going... Fuck you on about we were, you know, up with I remember the Scott with her life out and it turns out that the last memory of what I thought was the last memory I had with my little brother before he died, he was already a quote unquote ghost in it. Mm. And me and my brother had apparently been spending play dates with our dead little brother and not realising it. And then that that kind of that kind of how can I say it nearly? Kind of messed me up because that now means that every memory I've got of my little brother, he was already dead in. So I don't remember him alive and anything. In fact, the only time I I remember him and I know and I remember him and know he was already dead on it or seeing him in his coffin and I was like quite proud of oh I remember seeing my playing play with my little brother and she was like yeah no your little brother was already dead and that you know we you freaked the shit out of us the reason we moved from that house quickly <laughs> so okay then yeah that's um Spine chilling. <laughs> uh, mm. And my brother remembers it. And my brother was like, no, he was definitely alive. And my pa- uh, the the one who was my parents and my the sister were like, no, there was no one there. Mm. Okay then. <clears throat> right, then. Um, I think one final little story for me. Now this yeah. is, this isn't my story. This is my partner's story. Now, he he lived in a different uh, part of of Glasgow than, than I do before he moved into into Glasgow. Mm. Uh, and apparently there's a railway bridge, and it's got six or nine archways. Right now, the story goes in the sixties, I think it was, or the fifties. It's not actually sure. There was a woman who killed himself because either. Her husband left her or her baby died and she was all alone. And yeah. allegedly her house was built either under the archways or near the archways. And apparently all through the 70s and 80s, if you went anywhere near this house, you would hear like somebody beckoning you inside the house. And you'd oh go inside God. the house and she would offer you tea, scones and something to eat. Especially during the rain, if especially on a rainy, foggy day, mm-hmm. she would beckon you in the house and go, "Come on in, we we'll get a cup of tea, Sunny." Sort of scenario. And if you done that, you 
were never seen again, allegedly. Oh my goodness. Because the story goes she would slit your throat behind you. <gasps> now, I don't know if any of this shit is true or it's just a ghost story to keep the kids away from the fucking archways. But oh, apparently yeah. the house was pulled down in the 90s and nothing has ever happened since. Apparently kids were going missing and such or, or going missing for a couple of hours then coming back terrified. So. I don't know if this is true or not, but there we have that one. I mean, round where I lived, there was meant to be a haunted, not where I live now, where I used to live um, when I was a lot younger, there was meant to be a haunted bridge and um, it was meant to be haunted by like some soldier who threw himself off. And many, like hundreds of people would, you, you know, Say they were, you know, either driving or walking along the bridge and they just saw the soldier throw themselves into the water and they would stop and try and, and obviously they'd look in the water and try to offer help and there was no one there. Mm. It's something I'd never witnessed myself, but it's always the same way of, you know, we all knew about it when we lived down there. Great. Mm. Okay, then. Okay. Right, I'll sneak in another. Uh, so it happened to me when I was a kid. Now, when I was a kid, about five, six, I think it was. Mm. Um, I went to Catholic school. Um, and the one Catholic I went to was Saint Constantine. Which oh is yeah. Not, doesn't exist anymore. It's shut down. Mm. Now I remember this like it was crystal fucking clear. Right. The the church. Uh, the church. The the school had a sort of assembly hall up in the upper floors of the school uh-huh. and this is where they also would have assembly and you would do your your whole daily prayer stuff you know it's malarkey yeah anyway point being there was a virgin mary statue right outside one of the doors of this sort of um assembly hall uh-huh. and inside the assembly hall was this gigantic maybe seven foot christ on a cross cross even and one time one of the teachers the nuns sent myself another boy and another girl up to the assembly to get some sort of books and when we arrived there i swear to god the virgin mary moved (gasps) the statue moved and as we opened the doors into the assembly hall the christ figure fell off the cross and his head rolled down the the hallway so we ran the fuck out of that place and nuked it right out of there <laughs> well, i am glad i never went to catholic school and they say that oh the cross fell down because of the chain wasn't hooked up right or something like that mm. and they say oh the 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 virgin mary is because it was it, it, it was lit up and all that shit did it but it was nonsense the thing actually fucking the head actually moved Wow. And I was like, fuck that. Now, fast forward about, what, 15 years later, and that Catholic school shut down, and it turned into an old folks' home. And apparently, oh. there's a lot of police activity in that place, even oh, to this day. So wow. they're saying that the place is a poltergeist. <gasps> Good yeah, luck. I, mean, I will not forget this. We used to have little confession booths. Mm. and there was like various saint statues and the one i swear to god there was one right out of fucking out of carry with the glowing eyes that creeped me the fuck out when i was a kid oh my god and 
Nope. I nipped it out. I, would, I hated doing it. I mean, I think this is why I got kicked out of Catholic school because I asked too many questions. <laughs> you know, and I went, nope, out. So they, oh. they threw me out of Catholic school. But yeah, that gave me the creeps where the, the, the Jesus fell off the statue and the head rolled down the fucking aisle. I was like, yeah. nope, get the fuck out of there. Uh, yeah, I'd have been too. Um, I'm pretty sure I've, even my school, in my school, the year I started primary school, um, no, sorry, the year I started high school, well, my school was only built a year before it and it had like a ghost story relating to one of the English classes that apparently there'd been a fire and cause the English department was directly above the science department and there was a fire in the science class below and the people uh, spread up and the people in the art and the English class above couldn't get out in time because uh, the door jammed and they all like perished or something in that class it was and anytime the alarm the fire alarm went off if you were in that class you could there was definitely some resistance from the door from the other side for a couple of you know seconds it was weird okay, okay. yeah i think every girl's got the the version of a ghost story mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's weird shit's happened to me over my lifetime. Mm, like, for instance, for instance, I am a, a vivid dreamer. Mm-hmm. You know, I have very vivid dreams and and very weird shit sometimes. Like for instance, I dreamt my granny was going to die 18 months before she died. I dreamt my dad was going to die about two years before he died, the exact way he fucking died. Oh my god. Uh, I'll get back to that story in a second. I dreamt that my uncle was going to die, and he mm-hmm. died the exact way I dreamt this thing. I mean, I have dreamt that my mother had died multiple different ways, so I don't know if that's just my fucked up mind with, with that, because it never happened. I, I, mm. I, had, I had a dream years ago where she fell in the snow, right. and there was like blood all over the snow and it was right next to an old wooden cross next to an old Catholic church. But that never happened. She didn't die. She fell and busted her nose and the blood oh was God. on the on the snow, but she didn't actually die. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. But here we go. The heebie-jeebie bit, right? As I said to you, my dad died in late November or December of 2002. Uh-huh. And all four of his children up to up to the to the hospital and he was dying with cancer i think it was cancer of the throat i think it was in the stomach however uh, cancer doesn't kill you it's usually a secondary illness isn't it? in this case it was pneumonia mm-hmm. so he had pneumonia and he had like a heating pad underneath his body to keep him warm and he's on the machines yeah. the ventilators and such and there was a debate with my older brother and the, the doctor had to turn machines off and just let them die naturally. Yeah. Which they finally did hours later. Now, we get told this process will take a long time mm-hmm. for him to die. Going to take, so the ventilators were off and he lasted, I think it was an hour, 90 minutes. And you could hear his breath going... <laughs> And yeah. you hear the heart rate going down and down and down, and you hear the wee, wee, wee and stuff, stuff, right? Mm. So, long story short, my older brother, 
brought my oldest brother, my older brother, went downstairs to have a cigarette. And I says to him, look, you better hurry up because his heart rate's slowing down. Yeah. And okay, then. So I got to the lift in the hospital. And I didn't even touch the button. It just ding opened up. I get in the lift, up it went. Got to the floor where my dad was, which I think was the fourth floor. Opened the, the door or the lift opened. Which is weird because usually it stalls so if it opens, it shudders. Mm. This thing opened, perfectly opened. I walked in, walked into the room, and this is how I dreamt it, and this is how it happened in reality. I got to the base of, of the bed, and on my dad's right side, actually on my right side, was my sister on that hand, and the other, the other side was my brother. And as I got there, there was like a bright light popped up, and he had a machine going, and he's dead. And that's how I dreamt of that two years earlier. Oh my God. And was there any time during that that you remember thinking, this is exactly like my dream? Yes, deja vu. Mm. The second mm-hmm. I touched the the door knob to the to the, the, the room, I opened it, I went, oh my God, deja vu. And boom, the, the feeling came back to me, went, he's going to die. And as soon as I touched oh the, the base of his bed, this light appeared. And that was my it. Because I remember, remember prying my sister's fingers off his now dead body, and she yeah. was screeching like a fucking banshee. And my other brother trashed mm-hmm. one of the side rooms because of well, grief, uh, grief, yeah. And yeah. just as that happened, the lift comes up, and my brother comes out. Uh, is he dead yet? Yes, he died like five minutes ago, and he was a bit dicky towards us because he missed it which was his fucking fault because well, I yeah. get your arse up here you know but I don't forget that but the exact way I dreamt it two years earlier Good and this was, a, this was a recurring dream it was like every other so, like so many days I would, I would come mm. back almost like walking into the, the hospital room and touching the base of the bed and this light would appear and that was it Good and you'd hear like a like I do now, I'm like, ooh, Kieran. So that was weird. I mean, that was just fucking weird. It's like, choice almighty. But I'll tell you something that's really freaking me out right now. Okay. Sometimes my partner looks behind me and stares into mid space and ignores what I'm saying to him for a few minutes. And then he goes, Do you see that behind you? And I turn around and there's nothing there. This has happened for about 10 years now. Oh, my God. So am I getting forward with an invisible thing I can't see? Mm. You know? Maybe it's one of the people that were watching you and giving you their business card, eh? Mm. Or maybe it's what they warn me of. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I say, I, you ever been to a psychic? You should, you should ask them to um, describe it to you. Do you already know that, but... <laughs> Oh, well, uh, good point. Because that's that going to get nine head. Have a go stop. <laughs> so, right, I need to know. Um, yeah, that's pretty, pretty weird. My mum does that. And again, my mum doesn't believe in ghosts or anything, like I've said. But my mum my my said to me just the other day, um, she told me, and I went, Joanna, someone's staring in your living room window. And I had my back to the window at the time. And I jumped up and jumped around and went, there's no one can hear what you're on about. And she's like, I could have swore I seen a man standing in that window, and I was like, "How many men do you know would be standing in my garden, mm. staring in my window?" 
Maybe you should pop down to your, your uh, landlord office and go, has there any been weird shit happening in this, this place where it was built? You know, I mean. Well, yeah. I know that where my house is now used to be a row of houses I used to live directly across the road from where I live now. They built down that estate and built up these houses and they were like, they were like, they were like upper close, but not upper close. They were like a modern version of upper close. Um, and uh, where am I situated? So on. Oh yes, I should yeah. say for our non-Scottish listeners, a close is a tenement building. Sorry, sorry, yeah. I keep forgetting we have American listeners. Um, mm. you are doing well if you are, uh, you know, still listening to the accent after all this time and going, okay, kind of following here that they're all on good. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, and um, there was like a really bad fire at one time, but none of the, and then where my, and then not far from me as well, there was like an incident in a house, I'm not sure of the detail, and then a newborn ended up dying. Mm. So, not sure, but there was, it's not like it had been like built on a burial ground or anything, because it's been housey for, I mean, I'm 32 and I've lived in this area since, I was at high school, so uh, mm. and I've been houses, you know, the houses before that were built in like the sixties and things, and no one's ever had any problem. I think it's just, you know, my mother's vivid imagination. Mm, I hope it, it is. <laughs> mm, it could be. Have you got to be a psychic, by the way? Do I believe it? Do I believe it? We're psychic. Have you had, ever been to a psychic? Oh wait, no. no, no. I haven't myself, but. Years ago in the city centre, there was a psychic centre um, and it's now disappeared. It's turned into like a, a sports direct. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. And I mean, my next door neighbour goes to one directly around the corner from my house in the local community centre, but I'm a bit sceptical on psychic, like, mm. for the, you know, for the little amount of money they charge. I'm like, if you could really speak to the dead, you wouldn't be, you know, charging like four pounds for the privilege for someone to hear what their you know great grannies want to tell them mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. well like i say there used to be a psychic center which is now it's now a uh sports directing it is uh-huh um and i remember what past that years ago before it shut down obviously and mm-hmm. this little woman yanked me and went oh i'm a psychic you got what you see your, your fortune read i was like i don't believe in fortune tellers and she was oh cross my Cross my hand with silver, and I was like, whatever, love, piss off. And she goes, Oh, by the way, something is watching you. You're a pure soul. Um, and I'm like, Ooh, okay, then that's the same shit that happened to me like four years beforehand. Yeah. So, uh, and now you've got, now you've got your partner saying, you know, something mm-hmm. behind Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sikes. Mm-hmm. Right, then, yeah. well, let's um, wrap this thing up. I mean, mm. we're going to have our little fucking listeners' nightmares. I mean, if you've stayed with <laughs> this long, then good on you, sort of stuff, because this is a completely unscripted thing, and it's basically uh, stories that go bump in the night, you know? Absolutely. See, before we go, a quick, quick thing. Um, do you have a favourite Halloween poem? You don't have to recite it. Just, you know, you're oh, in saying that, I do have my little book of poetry. Some pun in there somewhere. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this is the obvious one, so bollocks to it. The Raven. 
Now, once upon a minute dreary, I wandered weak and weary uh, over a sorry over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While a nodding, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as of some gentle rapping, rapping on my chamber door. Tis a visitor, I muttered, tapping at my door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember an oblique December and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly I had sought to borrow from the books a suitcase of sorrow, sorrow for my lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore, and the silent, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, "'Tis a, tis some visitor entering chamber at my chamber door, enter, yeah, said again, "'tis a visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, tis this, this, this and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating uh, they no longer. Sir, I say, or madam, truly forgiveness I implore, but the fact I was a-napping, and ever so gently you came a-tapping, and so faintly you came a-tapping, a-tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was, that I barely heard you. Upon I opened the door, darkness there was, and nothing more. Deep into darkness peering, long I stood there, wandering and fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams of no mortal had ever dared to dream before. Before the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word that was a spoken whispered toward Lenore. This I whispered into the echo, remembering back to me the word Lenore. Merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber, turning all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, I said, surely this is something at my lattice window. Let me see where uh, th- the art is, and this mysterious I, I will explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and I'm seriously. This really a uh, mystery I explore. I can't fucking speak tonight. Tis the wind I hear, but nothing more. Open here, I hear a flutter and a shutter. I suddenly my feet and flutter. In there stepped a saintly raven of the saintly days of yore. Not least the absence made me. Hmm. Not a minute stopped or stayed he. Hmm. But the mane of the lord or lady perched upon the chamber door, perched upon a burst of palaces, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then on an elbow, every bird beguiled my sad, sad face, fancying into smile, but the grave and the stern decorum of the uh, countenance it a war. Though thy crest be shorn 
and shaving, thou art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, and ancient raven, wandering from the nightless shore. Tell me uh, what thy lordly name is in the night's shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marvelled with this ungainly fowl to the distance of so plainly. Much I marvelled the ungainly fowl to hear the call oh, so plainly. There we are. Although it is answered, little meaning, little reverence, a bore. Hmm. For we cannot help agreeing that no living being had ever was blessed with seeing above above uh, a bird or above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above the chamber door, was such as named as never more. Hmm. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only the one word, as if it's so. In one word, he did out a pour, nothing further than he did utter, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered. Other friends have flown before on the morrow, he will leave me, as hopes I have flown before. The bird then says, eat my shorts, I mean, never more. Startled by the stillness, broken by reply, so aptly spoken. Doubtless, I said I, hmm, what it utters is only stock and store. Hmm. Cut uh, from some unhappy master, whom unmercifully disaster, followed fast and followed faster, till his songs one burden bore, till the digest of hope that melancholy burden bore of never, never more. But the raven still beguiled my sad face with a smile. Hmm. Straight I wheeled a cushioned seat on the bird to the bust at the door. Then upon the velveting sinking I betook myself to the linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore, you met a croaking, nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but not expressing to the foul whose fiery eyes are burning into my bosom's core. This I set dividing hmm, with my head at ease reclining on the cushioned velvet lining that lamplight gloated over. But whose velvet lining on the lampshore aglore she shall pass, eh, nevermore. Then Methought the air grew denser, perfumed from the unseat censer, swung by seraphin whose feet falls tinkling on the truffled floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent me, by these angels he hath sent me, repent, respite, and nephilim, 
from the memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff! This kind of nothing. And forgot the lost Lenore, says the raven, nevermore. Prophet even, said I, thing of evil. Prophet still, if this bird or devil. Hmm, whether temper sent or whether tempest tossed thy here to my shore. A dissolent yet as I underdained in this desert land enchanted on the home of the horror haunted. Tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gyland? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, uh, by the heaven that bends above us, by the gods we both adore, tell his so with sorrow laden, if within the distance a deaden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden, whose angels named Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden, who the angels called Lenore, quaff the raven, nevermore. But that word, or sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked a starting, Get thee back, the tempest, into the night of plutonium shore. Leave no no black plume as a token of thy light soul hard spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out thy heart and take thy form from off thy door. Quaff the raven, nevermore. And the raven never flitted. Never still sitting, still there sitting on the pallid bust of Pallius, just above my chamber door. His eyes have all but seeing of a demon's that is dreaming, as the lamplight over him streams, throwing his shadow on the floor. And my soul, from out the shadow that lies floating at the door, shall be lifted never more. God. Well done. Who knew what reading Paul out loud is fucking hard to do? My God. Because you picked a raven. Now, if you would have picked a dream within a, a dream, within a dream which is my favourite um, Paul one, which I can recite by heart as well. Um, uh, not as long. My Lord. What did you say? What's called again? Dream within a dream? A dream within a dream. I can recite it from heart if you want a laugh. Oh, hold on, there we are. What is it? 56. Bear with. Let me see. What this one here, it goes, In visions of dark night, I have dreamed of joy's delight. Depart, huh? uh, But a waking dream of light and life hath left me broken-hearted. Ah, what? Not a dream by day to him whose eyes are cast on things around him with a ray turned back upon the past. Thy holy dream of that holy dream, while all the world was a childing, hath cheered me with a lovely beam, a lonely soul guiding what thought that light through storm of night and trembling afar. What could there be 
but pure delight in the true's dice star of that one. No, the one I'm thinking of go hey, take the kick upon my brow and then parting from you now, thus much let me avow you are not wrong who deemed that my day had been a dream. Yet if hope had flown away in a night or in a day, in a vision or in none, is it therefore the left gone or that we all that we see and seem eh, but a dream within a dream? Yeah, that's up from that, that one. Oh well, right then. Um, <clears throat> let's wrap this thing up then. Um, God, right then. Well, thank you for listening to this overly long episode. <laughs> Slightly <laughs> rambling, but here we have it. And now, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod, and you can follow Joanne on Twitter at. Two Geeks Joanne. Okay, we have an Instagram and Facebook page, which is Two Geeks Talk Movies. So follow us on there and give us a little message if you like. Now, our next podcast will be Viva Vendetta. Yes. Yes, which will hopefully be ready for November the 5th. <laughs> and our next podcast after that will be, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> Um, I don't think we actually picked one for, for the one after that one, so we'll get back to that one. That's so a surprise to all. Mm, yeah, yes. Yeah. So all I have to say is unpleasant dreams, darlings. Wow. Bye.